Welcome back to Bit Different, everybody. This is Satine. And this is Rob. Hi. Hi, Rob. Hello. How's it going? I'm okay. <laughs> I don't know if I... I think I kind of believe you. Well, you shouldn't. Oh, no. I have a story. Oh. And I'm really kind of upset about what just happened right before I got here to report record the podcast oh no is it going to be okay if i laugh or is it like that sen- that tender still oh you just make up your own mind okay all right so okay so you know doing shit in la takes a lot of time to do like just to go anywhere you have to set aside a half hour it doesn't matter what it is yeah and now half hour to an hour so i was like okay this morning I got my stitches taken out. Oh. So that was a piece of cake. I mean, I went in, doctor was ready for me. I didn't even have to make an appointment. I'm not even going to say where I'm going to go, where I go, because the service is just so magical. I never want to have to wait in line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so no one must know. It's- nobody must know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I stitches were fine. It came out. It's, you know, it kind of looks a little woundy still i'm like maybe we should have left them in a little bit longer it's you know the the crater isn't completely closed but whatever it's a little woundy it's a little woundy the wound is woundy yeah but it's like a tough wound now like a crater (laughs) but whatever the doctor's like just um don't just put like a neosporin and stuff on it so it doesn't scar i'm like i want it to fucking scar because i want to be tough yeah yeah i want to be be real tough you should see the other guy yeah so um anyhow so after that i went to get my car washed which first of all i hate fucking doing because i feel like it's a waste of money like i wish i could just wash my own car and not have to go to those like i i've never actually done the ones where you actually wash your own car and you put the coins in i've never done that either i don't know how that works so i'm always like i feel so stupid just sitting there going what the fuck do i do so i just go to the ones where you drive through it yeah. And so I got my car washed and everything was magical and my car was gorgeous. And I walked to my car tonight and there is bird shit all over my fucking car. Like some gigantic motherfucking crow had the worst diarrhea of its entire life. And it just looked like you took an egg and just like crushed it over my car. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I was so upset. God. You know, that's the worst because I just washed my car. They wanted it because it was shiny. Oh, yeah. It's like, now let's let's do it. They love shiny shit and they just shit all over my shiny shit. Sorry. Uh, and so I was really butthurt on the way here. and But then I saw your pretty face and I was oh, like, oh, you. And then I smelled your delicious hand soap, which I'm totally <laughs> going to get at. Um, Bath and Body Works called Summer Tan because it smells like heaven to me. So I'm I'm feeling a little better, but well, that's good. That's why I had to wash my hands when I came in because I had bird shit all over my hands because oh. I have this like cleaner you spray in your car that's supposed to remove bird shit, mm. but then it kind of leaves like a weird greasy residue. So now it looks like there's just like grease spots on my car. Oh, oh, that's terrible. That I, doesn't sound like a good product at all. I know, and I'm like. Well, it says it doesn't eat away paint or coating, but now I'm thinking... But it left a nice little coating of something on it. Yeah, and I'm like, this is stupid. Boo. But anyway, that was... Yeah. How well, about I'm, you? I'm glad that you're okay. <laughs> I hate birds. Oh, well, yeah, we all do. What are they good for? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Yeah. For, for carrying some sort of special strains of flu, apparently. Oh, yeah. There's that. Yeah, that's not great. No. 
And they carry off small dogs if they're big enough. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think I care for birds. Yeah. Well. So. What about you? What are you up to? Um. Well. Uh. Todd and I watched Pet Cemetery two mm. after we saw Pet Cemetery one because we just had to go back for more. The Oscar winner. Oh yes, the very <laughs> oh, same. Oh yes, it was so bad. Why? It was like okay, like bad and like good bad or just bad bad. I think kind of bad bad. Like everything it does just sort of rushes through. It feels like a very by the book sequel. Um. Although it starts, like, breaking all the rules, and even though, like, the rules weren't that clear to begin with in the first place, but it's just, like, all rules are out the window. And, like... And Isn't as, there, like, a zombie thing happening in that second one? Like, the, the, the second thing to get buried there is a person. person comes back, walks and talks for, like, several days. That's like, right. I remember that. Rapes a woman... Like, oh my god, yeah, It's gnarly. And, like, the weird thing is, like, he's, like, laughing and friendly sometimes, and then he's scary and not friendly, and then, like, he tries to kill someone, and then he does kill somebody, and then he's, like, laughing and sort of playing with another person instead of killing them. Like, I don't understand. He's also taking the people he's killed and burying them to make, like, an army. Like, it, it, the whole thing is really oh dumb. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. You know what, in the first one... That, a part that always scared me was when they tell the story about bringing the boy back to life. Yeah. The son. Yeah. And he's kind of like hatchet face coming at you. Yeah. That always fucking freaked me out. Yeah. The new one was uh, not good. And also like, you know, there's just a lot of like questionable choices in there. Like bullies. I mean, I know bullies are stupid and that's why they bully. But like even like just the bullies don't make a lot of sense. Like the whole thing that kicks off this movie is that like. Uh, a, a boy whose mother was a famous actress, she dies. So they come to this small town to bury her, and so now he has to go to this new school. First thing they do is, like, start picking on the new kid whose mother just died, but she was, like, famous. Don't they know that you, like, rub up against Starfuck? Like, you Starfuck. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to, like, rub up on them and try to be friends with them. Don't immediately bully them. Yeah, bully them later. Weird. If they're bad. Right. But, like, when they just show up, no, you want to be their best friend because they're the cool new kid that, like, you know that, like, you know, they're they're kind of famous because their mom had this tragic end and she was famous. Yeah. Like, I don't know. No, I agree. Not to make that whole, my whole thing, like, you know, it's a movie about the dead coming back to life. Uh, and I want to say that that's, like, the one thing that took me out of it. Um, but, yeah, the movie was just not very good. Yeah. And I don't know why we thought it'd be better than the first movie it's... or even as good because the first one's not that good, but, like... I actually, the first one, even though it's been a while since I've seen it, I have seen it 150 times. It is, I've always said it's my favorite horror film. Mm. Only because how, it, it's one of those films that gets under my skin. Like mm. Candyman. Oh, Candyman's like Candyman's not scary, but oh. it will get under your skin. I love Candyman, actually. I think Candyman's actually quite scary. Yeah, it, it's quite scary. But, uh, oh, that's no, funny. I, um... Yeah, no, I have a soft spot for for Pet Cemetery just because of like the the piece of my past that it is. But um, yeah, objectively, I can kind of say it's just not very good. But like, I can like I do still have feelings about it. That's why I'm like I'm happy I have it. Yeah, you know, it's but it's just a, kind of an odd one to. And I and I love that old man who plays the neighbor. Oh yeah, yeah, he's so good. And he was he was Lurch on the Munsters. Oh, he was. Yeah. I didn't know that actually. And then the judge in uh, My Cousin Vinny. Oh wow, yeah, I recognize him from things. He always, I always got him confused with um 
the naked gun. Leslie Nielsen. Oh, Leslie Nielsen? Yeah. I love Leslie Nielsen. We share a birthday. Do you? We do. Different nice. years, but you know. Hmm. That's cool. You know what's funny is I just found out, speaking of birthdays, is that my birthday is September 1st. And I was reading some World War II history because I was just like, I'm curious because I always get things mixed up when I think about World War II. And I didn't realize that it started on September 1st, 1939, and it ended on September 2nd, 1946, I believe. Wow. 45 or 46. I think it was 46. No, it had to be 45 because my dad was born in 46. Nine months. They probably fucked when... Whoa. Yeah, and so that's how... You know, that's how... The boomers. The boomers. So... But it was September 2nd, and Stephen, my roommate's birthday, is September 2nd. So we have the entire war in our <laughs> in the, your apartment. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I've never looked up any historical dates on my birthday. I just know that my birthday, I just know other, other, I know other people that have my birthday. Like, a lot, there's a lot of celebrities with my birthday. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't even looking up historical dates. I was just reading up on World War II, and I was like, wow, that's kind of funny. That's crazy. Yeah. So... so um, well, anyway, uh, so Todd was out of town for like two nights this week for some shows that he was doing out of town. And um, on Friday, I had like a total nostalgia trip. I completely abandoned all games that I was trying to play at the time for just a sheer, just total trip down memory lane. Um, what started this whole thing, just as a little bit of a story, I guess a little bit of a, a journey to go on. Um at work, I was on Steam, and I noticed that uh, the Commander Keen collection, which is like five episodes of Commander Keen, uh, you know, the old Apogee computer platforming game where you play as like a little kid with like a football helmet. Okay. Um, I don't know what it is, but I gotcha. It's from the people who ended up making... It's from id, actually. It's from id software. Uh, okay. It's like their first game. Okay. Um, and so uh, it was like $1.25 for all five Commander Keen games. So I bought it because, yeah, you gotta... Um, and so, um, I started playing those and it was like, they were okay. Um, you know, they, um, they haven't aged extremely well, but they're, they're, they're still pretty cool. I mean, they, like, it definitely was nice to sort of remember that it was worth the buck 25. To are they of... platformers or are they overhead? Overhead is the overview, like the overview map. And then the levels are side scroller platformers. Gotcha. And so, um, but anyway, so like from there, I suddenly started thinking about other games I played at that era of my life. Um, and there was this one edutainment series. Have you ever play- heard of something called Super Solvers? Mm, was it for like typing? Um, there were several of them. Um, in it, you play as uh, like a character with these sort of oversized sneakers and like a teal bomber uh-huh. jacket and like a red baseball with a cap. Red hat. And you can never I'm see that right now. Yeah, you can never see the character's face. You're usually going after the master of mischief, um, who was like this mad scientist looking guy. And I've never played this, but I can see it's like an educational thing. Yeah, it's edutainment and it's actually, they're really fun. Um, and so I started playing uh, Super Solvers Outnumbered, which was their simple arithmetic one. Uh, which I won, by the way. So. Congratulations, Rob. Thank you. Are you, um, me- was it Mensa? Uh, uh, Mensa? Yeah. I don't know. It didn't. It might be. I could be. The game doesn't diagnose that, but I did get everything right. Um, and then also there's another Super Solvers one where you have to like, I forgot what it's called, but you have to go and like uh, c- uh, collect 
parts and like do puzzles to get them. It's all about um, sort of physical science. Mm-hmm. So you have to like, if you want to build like a downhill racer, you have to get like the not just wheels, like wheels that are self lubricating, and you need to get a fiberglass body instead of like a boxy wooden thing. But you can get all these different pieces, and then you have to make your go kart with like what you feel is the best material for the job. And so oh, that's cool. I built a little bit of that, which was neat. Um, and it's all part of the same series. Yeah. And then, um, okay, so, and I was able to play those two things via, um, there's a, a website called myabandonware.com. And um, it's kind of amazing because, like, you can download Abandonware there. Um, and the problem is, though, like, anything that, if you hear a weird noise, Braddock is crazy. Um, she's making noise in the background. So um, the cool thing is you can download Abandonware. But, like, my computer can't really play those super old games very well. Um, so the nice thing is you can actually play them via your web browser. Like, just in my abandonware, you run it right there, and then you full screen it, and then you can just kind of run, like, an emulation of it through the website, and everything works. That's pretty dope. And so, then I decided, like, oh my god, one of the first... Did you play a lot of point-and-click adventure games? I played quite a few, yes. Um, Have you ever heard of one called Lost in Time? You are bringing up all the old games that I don't remember. Okay, Lost in Time. Yeah. Let me Um, check it out. So... It's kind of a remarkable game, and it's weird. I have no idea how I ever got it. Like, I just remember playing it, um, and I'm guessing a friend must have, like, maybe made a copy of it or something for me. Um, and it was kind of, like, I remember it being really crazy, though, because it was, like, an adventure game. It looks like Mist. But it has, like, this uh, full-motion video little insets in it, like, when you do a puzzle. And it's, like... So, like, Phantasmagoria? Except, like, little insets. Instead of it being, like, the full screen of, like, someone walking and doing something, it'll just be a little insert of, like... A hand doing the action, like okay. a very short little gotcha, action. Gotcha, gotcha. Or and maybe it'll be a person, but like it'll be like a, almost like animated GIF level of animation. It's very simple, but they did capture video for it, um, and it's kind of remarkable in that um, the the lead character in it. I don't remember her name, but it uh, it is a uh, m- like a, a minority. Pirate? No, it's like a minority woman is oh. the lead, which I thought was super cool. The game is from 1993, and um. It was uh, published by Sierra Online. Oh, Sierra had all the good games back yeah. then. They had Load Runner. Well, they and, had everything. And that, like, you know, I feel like probably after I played all the King's Quests and Legion Suit Larrys and yeah, Space Quests, Quest. all those, I must a friend of mine must have given me a copy of that. And I remember playing it, and like the puzzle logic is completely fucking bonkers. Like, uh, you know, um, super difficult. Oh, this battery is dead. So let's take this old bottle of wine that turned to vinegar and we'll pour that in the battery because it's acidic and it can replace battery acid. And then we'll construct an electromagnet from it. They could just use something. bird turds. They're acidic. Well, there's like, there's so much in this that's like, oh, cool. We could have just used like brute force to knock that door open, but instead we constructed a crude electromagnet. Very nice. Yeah. This one's fun. Yeah. So played that for a bit. Well, did you know that um, to learn typing, I played Mario Teaches Typing? I was a Mavis Beacon Teaches Typing, and then I had like some other like weird little typing drill game. How was Mario as a typer? It's great. Typing teacher? And the graphics were better than the game. Mm. It was interesting. Yeah. I feel like all the, the sort of licensed Mario stuff that wasn't on Nintendo platforms always looked really good. It just played like shit, typically. The animation was better. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. Um, and so from all that though, then um, I found my way to another point and click, uh, similar to Mist kind of adventure game. Um, and it came out after Mist actually. It was like probably nineteen ninety eight. A game called Shivers. That sounds familiar. Um, from Sierra, 
and um, it was interesting because like it came out after if it came, I had this. I think it came out after Phantasmagoria two even. So like Sierra had already kind of done their FMV phase. They'd already done Gabriel Knight yeah. two, and then this yeah, there's like it's like a mist style adventure in a an, a museum that your friends have locked you in for the night, and you have to collect these vessels to excuse me to capture these elemental spirits called the uh, Exupi, I think. Um, anyway, so I was really excited. I saw that on my abandoned where I was like, oh my god, I'm totally gonna play it. And then I saw it's available on Steam. So I bought it on Steam. So I have an official copy now. And I played it for quite a while. Uh, it was so good. It was like such an amazing trip down memory lane. It was like a wild night. You've been playing a lot of crazy games, Rob. Did you? I, I was I, feeling very nostalgic. I feel like I've asked you this before, but did you ever play Frankenstein and the Monster? Starring Tim Curry. No, but I remember, like, the box, I think. Yeah, here it is. Yup, that, I remember. I, I, I used to have that box framed in my room. Well, and, like, yeah, I think I we probably, it. we bonded about this already. Like, I think, like, that was probably one of those things I looked at every time I went to Costco and, like, looked at the the um, system requirements and lamented the fact that I couldn't run it and put it back. Yeah. Because I had a way underpowered computer for a long time. It was pretty good, but yeah, it made the computer run pretty slow. Well, and right now, um, there's one game I really want to find, which I meant to look at on my bandware, but I actually forgot. It's like this weird sort of Scrabble meets um, robot game show. Like, it's super odd. Um, And now I'm going to have to look that up uh, later in the podcast. But Hmm. um, yeah, I, I need to look for that one. Anyway, so yeah, cool. that's like my big thing. And there's there's one other thing I was up to, but I think we have it in common. Well, yeah, then say it. No, you go for it. Well, Rob and I were, and Todd, were invited to a potluck at Ben and John's place to play Overcooked 2. And it was chaotic. It was so good. That game is kind of sweet. It's so fun. Right? And you all were saying how much harder it was than the first, the original copy, or the first, the Entry first game. The series. Yeah. I don't remember how hard the first one was, but I remember that one being hard, too. Well, it's always been a little just nuts. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, that one was, like, I don't know, especially, there was a lot of new, new recipes. It was, I was unfamiliar. With new recipes, and, like, the levels were a little kooky, like you were at a wizard wizard's dining table, kind of like Hogwarts. There was another one where you're, like, under... Like in the mines, serving the miners their food, like mole people, and just all these really fun, like weird places you would like make food for people. When we were in a hot air balloon that's hot careening balloon. towards the earth, yes, falling towards your death, and then crashes into a sushi restaurant. So your menu changes from whatever you were making to sushi, right? And then the river rapids, and oh my god, it's nuts! It's so good. Yeah, it's a really fun game for multiplayers. Um, I guess it's easier the the less people who are playing, it's less crazy because you can get yourself a little more organized, apparently. But it's kind of fun with four players. It's just like when you play, what was that Mario game where you could play four players, a side scroller for the Switch? Oh, for the Wii U, the or like, Wii U. that was like Super Mario 3D World or one of those. Yeah, that yeah. game was so hard with more than two people. Oh yeah, it just gets <laughs> crazy because you bounce off each other. So yeah, much. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of like that mayhem, that chaotic madness. But um, and then we also played a what was it? Gang beasts. Gang beasts, which I've only known through like the trailer and 
you're these rubbery looking <laughs> balloon people that often in animal onesies or yeah in some crazy get-ups from like <laughs> 80s wear to bart simpson wear to like rick and morty wear to <laughs> there are some nutty costumes in there some good stuff and it's basically King of the Hill in some really fucked up situations. Well, yeah, throwing yourself, throwing other people into, you know, lava and... Uh, off trains. Yeah, into moving gears. Off of uh, blimps and, yeah, into fans. It's And plus the controls on it are so difficult because you have to, like, climb with your L1 and R1 buttons, but then you have to hoist yourself up with, like, triangle button and then you have to hold on for dear life by holding down the button but if you let go your character will fall it's just nuts i was like my brain cannot handle all this madness <laughs> but it was fun nice yeah how what well, was yeah. your favorite part of the night um oh my god the well, little frankenweenies <laughs> well i was really excited that you brought fried chicken oh yeah the fried chicken um, was that was amazing bomb. um yeah it was a lot of chicken and cookies and just desserty type stuff um i loved your bacon wrapped avocado yes that was so good Ugh. and i loved your um rice krispie treats uh, well you know it's and like i love the um, only thing i make did todd do the bean casserole he did he did the green bean uh, oh casserole. my god i had like 10 servings of that. It was <laughs> Todd, so good. Todd will find any excuse to make green bean casserole because he always wishes it was winter. It's so good. So, yeah, that was it was so fun. Thank you, John and Ben, for, for hosting everybody because that, yeah. uh, that was a good time. Thank you very much. And, um, yeah, and it was, that was my first time playing Overcooked too. I bought it, but I didn't touch it because I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to have my first experience like with a big, crazy, rowdy group uh, yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to make it work. Yeah, totally. So. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. So, um, well, I guess let's continue on what we've been playing then. So we already started talking about some Gang Beasts and some Overcooked. Um, the only other thing I've been playing is Overwatch, which I've never played before. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you how I feel about it. I hate it. <laughs> so you're not doing very well? No. It's really bad. And I even played today. I'm BTW. I'm back in bronze. And I'm going to be living in bronze, I think, for the rest of this season. But I was playing a match today. And literally three, not one, not two, but three people left my team. And in competitive, you can't get new team members because it's competitive. So you're stuck with a three-person versus six-person team. It was just crazy. Yeah, okay, that is, that's no good. When it hits that point, they just need to do like a mercy sort of killing where they're just like, all right, sorry, like it's a, it's a... DQ or something like yeah, it's, it's not fair to hold all you guys accountable for yeah, for other people bailing on you. Yeah, so that sucks. I don't know. I think um Blizzard really needs to work on a fairer way to to be able to figure out who's quitting, who's being kicked off because of a server problem. I mean, there's got to be a way to do it. Like, there, I mean, typically, like if you're going to leave a game, you have to press options leave game yes so if you do those three things obviously somebody left a game yeah but if it just like shuts off it probably was a connection error so i don't know there's a whole bunch of shit that makes me angry in that game but i i love the game i just wish 
it was easier. And then, of course, like I said before, a lot of people don't talk on their mics. Oh, plus there's that huge bug going on right now for PlayStation. There is? So ever since they did the Summer Games um, upload, which is going on right now, the um, Xbox is fine, PC is fine, PlayStation has this crazy bug that unless you put the volume of your mic down to 55 rather than 100, which it's, it defaults at, you hear this crazy sounding static, like screaming. It's awful. Oh my it's God. like ear piercing. And it's some bug that happened with when they uploaded the new um, Summer Games DLC. Jesus. Yeah. So it's kind of. It really sucks, and it really sucks because a lot of people don't know. I just found out today that you have to turn the volume way down to 55 to actually hear anybody else because a lot of people don't know that, and they're talking, and they're like, what the fuck is going on? So, not cute, Blizzard, but whatever. Really, we'll get I through no it. Idea. We'll get through it. Yeah, so it's kind of like a, like, what the F? <laughs> you can't even really play competitive mode if... You don't know how to fix that problem. Yeah. So it kind of sucks right now. Like, there are some things that they need to figure out, but... Well, that's some bullshit. That's some bullshit. Um, yeah, what are you playing? Um, oh! Whoa! But I did get... You scared me. Sorry, because this is very exciting it, it, for me. Okay. I got my McCree summer skin. Oh, congratulations! And he's so beautiful. Oh, congrats. And... I'm very happy for you both. Thank you. And then today, for in my loot box, I got the sit-down emote for him, for McCree. So now I can have him sit down in his little shorts, and I can look up him. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you may continue. All right, then. Um, sorry, I was trying to look at, uh, see if I had any... Nope. Okay. I was trying to see if I could find the name of this game, and I can't. All right, so, uh, anyway, while well, I've been playing... Um... Octopath Traveler still, which mm. continues to be so good. I just hit 40 hours. Okay. And um, still got a lot to, to go, like a lot. Are there a lot of side missions, or is it just like a long story? The, the side missions are barely incidental. Like They're not really like a big thing, but um, each character has four chapters worth of story, and so far I've only done the first two chapters for all eight of them, uh-huh. and I've done the third chapter for one of them. So I still technically have 15 more chapters to go. Between all eight characters. Okay. So I've got a bit more to go, although I, the chapters do seem to be getting shorter and um, the level gap is less because the first one's like, oh, recommended level four, recommended level 27, you know, and like that's from chapter one to chapter two. Oh, God. Gotcha. Then chapter two to chapter three was like recommended 27, recommended 35. And it's like, okay, it's much more manageable. So like, well, I think we're starting to level off a little bit. Okay. Um, cool. yeah, I'm enjoying that still. It's so it's still so good. Like, and even when it gets bigger and d- starts taking on more things, I'm still really enjoying it. Oh, good. Um, it's so good. Yeah, it's just oh, too bad it's only for the Switch, right? But well, you have a Switch. I never. I don't. I don't even know how to turn it on. Still, you need to learn how to turn it on. Just do a little dance, give a little shake. Do you just press a button or what? Yeah, it's, it's that simple. Really, it's very easy. <laughs> Well, I'll learn one day. It's like it's like Tronics. You can you'll figure it out. Green Granny's gonna learn. <laughs> Green Granny was my character in Overcooked. 
Oh, green granny. <laughs> and I was yellow raccoon. Yes. Oh, my God. Actually, In a wheelchair. I, my favorite part was how every time we unlocked a new character in Overcooked, if it wasn't an animal or disabled, we would be, like, booing it and yelling. <laughs> we were so mad because all we wanted was wheelchair raccoon. And then we finally got wheelchair raccoon, and, like, the whole room cheered. It was, was pretty good. It was a very real moment for all of us. Yeah. We were all very excited. <laughs> um, okay, so also, I played the... um. Valkyria Chronicles 4 demo. Have you played any of the Valkyria Chronicles games or any of the demos yes, or anything? I played um the second one, I believe. Okay. Did what you... was the one for PS2? There was nothing for the PS3. That the first one for was for the PS3. Okay, so that's what I played. Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah, you like I it? loved it. Okay, it's, it's like turn-based, it's strategic. Yeah. It's difficult. The, it's very difficult, mm-hmm. and the style of it is amazing. It's gorgeous. Like yeah. it's a good-looking nothing else looks like that. Yeah. Um. So I just played the demo for the fourth one. I still don't love those games. Like, if I'm going to do a game like that, I want it to be more like XCOM or um, Mario and Rabbids, where there's more of a grid instead yeah, of you freely like moving your down, people. Kind of. Well, even then, I mean, like, the fact that, like, the freely moving where, like, you're running, I don't like as much as, like, you click this spot and they're going to run there. Gotcha. Like, I like a preset thing of, like, you can move eight spaces. Yeah. Like, it, there's something much more, just if it's more board gamey, that makes more sense to me. Yeah, you kind of have to pay attention to your pacing. Yeah, which yeah. I'm not good at, at measuring that, I guess. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I'm always like, every time I, a new one comes out, I always download the demo. I always like dabble because I keep thinking like, maybe this time, maybe this time, Rob. And every time I'm like, I guess it's not that time. And I'm disappointed in myself because I want to I want to play those. I want to enjoy those. Like, you mean you can't beat the level or you're just I, not playing it? I'm just not really enjoying it. Yeah, I think um for that once you start to like understand your characters more and their um limitations mm-hmm. and how to avoid getting hurt because that's a huge part of it is like to find the best route that will keep you the safest cuz I feel like that's me taking like 50 turns when I should do it in like two. Yeah, well, it's one of those games it's like Dark Souls, you have to play it like several times to understand like what yeah. what's going to happen and sometimes you don't even understand like the map until you see it from different angles so yeah yeah it's a fun game but it you know it's frustrating well and like the one thing i'll say about the demo though which is awesome and, and the same thing happened with uh, octopath traveler in that um if you play the demo you can transfer your progress to the main game hmm. which more games should be doing that that is such a cool thing because it really like throws off you enjoyed the demo great Hey, yeah. you know what? And you don't have to do any of that again. You don't have to start over. Totally. Like, there's something that it shows that you're kind of valuing people's time. And also, you know, you're making the demo worth it. You're, yeah. Unless they're going to do a completely different demo yeah. that's not available in the game. Totally. To show off what it can do. But if you're going to give, like, the first 10 minutes of the game or the first hour of the game and you have to do it all again, that's a bummer. Yeah. But, yeah, I love but they the... usually add things to it. Yeah. Yeah. But... I hear you. I got you, Rob. I got you. I got your back. And then um, also, I started playing Dead Cells. Which, oh, yes, yes. If you remember the last notorious week. notorious article. Oh, yes. Which I was going to say, like, the biggest thing is um, there's a, it's actually a disservice to the game. Unfortunately, that, that review is sort of like leading the conversation. Um, it's actually really good. And, um, you know, it, uh, it deserves to be spoken about on its own merits um it's a really like very aggressive very fast um or it doesn't have to be fast but it pays off to be fast 
um, 2D sort of uh, Metroidvania kind of thing. Um, some people say it's kind of soulsy. I think it's just because it's hard, and if you die, you drop shit. Um, but like, so pretty much every time you start the game, you're starting over. Like, there are some permanent upgrades you can unlock. I love the art. Well, and there, there, like, there's some, you know, there's some permanent upgrades you can unlock, so your character will be a little better off next time if you succeed enough to actually unlock that for next time. Otherwise, you can play the game over and over and over and see no progress. Really? Well, because every time you die, it resets. Yeah. And also, the world rearranges itself every time you die. It's it's a roguelike or a rogue um, type game. So it reminds me a lot of Rogue Legacy uh, for good reason. Because, um, yeah, it's kind of similar to that. But it's really, it's very, very fast. Well, um, the fast thing. This was crazy because I was very cautiously playing this game. And I got through the level and got to the, you know, marketplace and all that. And then I went to the next level. And I see this gate. And I walk up to it. And there's like a, it looks like a hourglass. And I walk up to it, and it's like, uh, this gate permanently closed five minutes and 50 seconds ago. Oh, no. Pity. And I was like, what now? So apparently, in order to unlock that, and I think at that point I've been playing the game for like nine minutes. So in order to get to that gate, you have to get through the entire first starting point of the game, and then get to that gate in the next level within like four minutes. Or that gate is closed. But you don't know what's even happening. Yeah. So it's all about, you see it and then you're like, okay, cool. So I have to be at that gate by 10 minutes or whatever. And then you like haul ass to get there on your next playthrough. Even though like the actual way to get there is going to be different. Because things rearrange every time you die. Yeah. It sounds like it'd be frustrating, but it's like, it's one of those perfect examples of, all right, just one more try. As soon as you die, you're just like, well, fuck that. Oh, just one more try. You just keep giving it one more go. It's pretty cool, though. It looks cool. Like, the screenshots are great. So, like, um, I would say that you should definitely get it if it ever goes, like, on sale. I don't know if you enjoy it 25 bucks worth. But um, it is pretty good, though. Hmm. And is it does deserve to be played. Yeah. Okay. And spoken of beyond, you know, review Scuttlebutt. Yeah, Scuttle Booty. Yup. So anyway, that's what I've been playing. Very nice. So is it time for us to learn? Yeah, this game actually looks fun. It kind of... Yeah, well, you know I love Symphony, Symphony of the Night, so it kind of oh, reminds yeah. me of that vein. I could see that. That vein, yeah. Oh. Oh, see what I did there? No, you don't. Oops, I just dropped my pillow. Oh, God. Yes, it is time to learn something. How about I teach you something, Rob? Let's learn. I shall teach you. Okay, so the word of the week, 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 so week, <laughs> is agora. Agora. Um. Well, does it just mean outside? You would think so, but no. Oh, all right then. What is that? <laughs> it mean? is a noun. Or is it like open spaces? You would think so, but no. All right, what does that mean then? It is the it's place... The place where a popular political assembly met in ancient Greece, original, originally a marketplace or public square. I had no idea. And there's this city right next to us called Agora Hills. Yeah. But I never knew what Agora was because I just assumed Agora was like a name or something. Well, I was thinking like Agoraphobia. What is that? Those are people who are afraid to go outside. Shut up. Yeah. Afraid or they can't. Well, a phobia, so yeah, afraid. Well, and like, you know, I mean, have you seen the movie Copycat with uh, Sigourney Weaver? 
No. Oh, she's an agoraphobic woman in that. Like she's she's I've never like trapped seen in her it. apartment pretty much. I love Sigourney Weaver. How what year is nineties? Like how old is that movie? Um oh god, it's probably from like nineteen ninety four. Yeah, so nineties. Yeah, so agoraphobia is a type of anxiety disorder in which you fear and avoid places or situations that might cause you to panic and make you feel trapped, helpless, or embarrassed. So that's why she stays indoors. Never mind, it's not fear of outdoor spaces, it's just fear of like being around er- people. Of areas that might you, you might be uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Which is why most people my, most agoraphobics tend to stay in their house. I don't know. I think as we get older, we all become agoraphobics. <laughs> oh, yeah, seriously. Like, if I have any choice, I just don't leave the house. Yeah. And then when you do, you get your car washed and then birds show on it. Right. And then you, then that's confirmation. And it's like, I There's should no just not leave. have left at all. Yeah. Honestly. Next time, just stay home. Yeah. Stupid birds. <laughs> kill them. I mean, don't kill them, but kill them. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Nice. Is it time for the vinyl frontier? That it is. Um, <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, so, um, just today, actually, my soundtrack to the film Annihilation arrived. I watched that. We didn't even talk about no, that. You, you forgot to mention Whoops. that. So, well, today, my Shimmer Purple. Uh, records for the soundtrack to Annihilation arrived from Invader Records. Does it have like that that um, ink spill kind of? It has a light pearlescent, but nothing crazy. It's not super marbly, but there is mm. some marbling to it. Okay. Um, and um, fun fact: the uh, name of the movie is misspelled on the spine of the vinyl jacket. What? The yeah. F? Or the gatefold sleeve, like the the spine of it is misspelled. It's uh, a nilhalation. On that one, there's an extra L. But they tried real hard. They did. They, they tried so hard, they gave an extra L. Yeah. Um, and um, also, uh, while we were playing last night, uh, just because like I didn't realize how great the soundtrack was, um, I ended up buying the vinyl soundtrack to Gang Beasts while we were playing. Oh, yeah. Because that's some good music. Yeah, that's, that was some fun yeah, shit. And then um, also, uh, just because I forgot to mention it during the What You Playing section, I got some quick uh, release dates. So um, yesterday, from when this podcast comes out, uh, the new World of Warcraft expansion, Battle for Azeroth, comes out. Uh, the f- first episode of the final season of Telltale's Walking Dead series comes out. Oh, sweet. Um, and then um, I believe in time for next week, so we can get ahead of this, so instead of saying yesterday... Next week on uh, the following next Tuesday, which would be the 21st, uh, Keep Talking and No One Explodes comes to other platforms aside from PSVR. I don't even know that game. It's great. Uh, In that one, you play as a bomb diffuser and only one person can see the bomb. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I played that with you. Yeah. I just didn't know what it was called. It's coming to all the other platforms instead of just PSVR. Like, so it'll be on the Switch. It'll be on all these things. So, like, you have to... so. you have to look at the manual, like, on your phone. Yeah. Whoever's playing the game, though, can use the TV or whatever. Oh, that's cool. Um, and then also, uh, next week on the 21st... Uh, actually, I'm sorry. Uh, I have my dates wrong. Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes comes out on August 16th or 17th, is what is listed here. And then um, on the 21st of August, though, that Tuesday, Shenmue 1 and 2 collection comes out. Get everybody ready for Shenmue 3 coming soon. Nice. And Guacamelee 2 comes out, which I'm really excited about because I love Guacamelee 1. Guacamelee. Anyway, so that's the end of the Vinyl Frontier and the uh, noteworthy releases coming up soon. 
Um, should I be uh, pumping the brakes or anything? Should I be slowing down? Uh, well, can we talk about Annihilation for a second? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I watched it as per your suggestion. Yes. What did you think? And it's a really cool film and the concept is cool and it does it's started off slow and i wasn't exactly in the headspace to watch it at the time so i probably should have waited (laughs) but because the first half hour is pretty slow because they're trying to just like get you into the character and what she's going through Uh, um, natalie portman and um and what's kind of happening? You know how like Stargate starts off really slow because you're figuring out what the scientist is there for, what he's looking for, what's going on. So this it's kind of like, oh my god, is this like Stargate but not about space at all? Or but like, it is always, you know, it, yeah, I mean. Yeah, interesting. It's a different world. <laughs> Things are happening. Mm. This is basically the horror film of Stargate. <laughs> so I just put it out there right there. and um. Yeah, but the way everything is conceptualized, conceptualized and like art directed, it's really cool looking. And I don't want to give anything away because there's so much to it. It is a horror film, even though it's not very scary. Yeah, I mean, it has like war or horror, horror elements, elements, but yeah. yeah, it's not like a horror film. Yeah, there's like some creepiness to it, and. The end, I wish I could discuss the end because it's just so cool. Well, it's and the movie's beautiful. It's really and like I love the fact that it has so many like it's all all of its leads are women. Yes. Like and they're all scientists or they're always like they're all leaders in their field. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool. I know I I like the movie a lot. Yeah. And the colors in it are just so amazing. Yeah. It gets just a really pretty film, if anything. So Yeah. Yeah, and well, I guess what I could say is there's this basically what it is it's a hybrid of worlds inside this inside the shimmer, the shimmer, which is basically a bubble of something that landed on Earth and they don't really know what it is, but you can enter it and people go in, but they disappear. And this group of scientists have been studying it for three years. People go in. Nobody comes out. And it's continuing to expand. And so it's starting to take over city or like little towns and things. And they're starting to get scared. It's going to start taking over cities and basically the world. And so they need to figure out why this is there. What is the reason for it? And why is nobody coming back from it? And why does if somebody comes back, why are they changed or what's going on? Yeah. And so... It's a really interesting look on what could happen if something happens to this planet where we don't know what the fuck is happening. <laughs> and good luck. We're all going to die. The yeah. end. <laughs> We're all dead. Well, I'm glad you watched it. I totally did not give that a great review. But yeah. it's a hard movie to describe. I'm hopefully it's... making it at least interesting. Like, we want to know like kind of what she's talking about. Well, it's an odd <laughs> it's an odd movie and it's hard to describe and it's not a surprise that like it didn't get a wide release or it got like, you know, it only was in theaters in like two countries or three countries. Oh. Like it went straight to Netflix for most. Um it was just a movie where like even test audiences said to it or said uh I didn't like it. It made me think. A lot of people said that. And so 
Um, it just seems like uh, it was kind of it's a thinking man's, you know, kind of sci-fi experience and a lot of people yeah. didn't want that the final act i must say if you watch the film the final act was really fucking beautiful and it was eerie and it was intense and it was beautiful and the music was like intense but very subtle and it's almost like weird sound design it has a really cool sound signature it's, to it yeah and it's it's something that you would kind of want to listen to like on your own time, but then you might get freaked out because it has like this weird, these weird <laughs> notes to it. I don't know. Just go watch the film. It's pretty fun. <laughs> Tell us what you think. <laughs> um. So yeah, Annihilation. That's that's that. Nice. So yeah. Be pumping some brakes here. Well, you better pump some brakes because I have another confusing review for Monstrous <laughs> on this week's. What is it? Graphic jam. Graphic jam. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So. Yeah. Ooh. I just wrapped my car around a tree there. Yeah, you did. You're so bad. Tell me about Monstrous. So Monstrous is a, um, this is the first of going to be three trades. It's by Image Comics by Marjorie Liu and Santa Takeda. And it's also a very confusing book because there are a lot of moving parts in it there are a lot of factions and there's it's kind of like when you're watching lord of the rings for the first or reading it you're like okay there's these people there's people from gondor there's people from this there's people from you know the forest there and there's elves and there's and you're like what the fuck (laughs) how many different races are there and how many different like religions and what is going on so to make things easy, I'm just going to read the Wikipedia summary so I don't my mind doesn't explode. So, okay, so this is the summary from Wikipedia. The series is set in a matriarchal world inspired by early 20, 20th century Asia and tells the story of Maika Halfwolf, a teenage girl who shares a mysterious psychic link with a powerful monster. The background um, to the story is a war between the Arcanics magical creatures who sometimes can pass for human, and the Kumea, an order of sorceresses or witches who consume arcanics to fuel their power. Maika is an arcanic who looks human and who is set on learning about and avenging her dead mother. Uh, Maika's left arm has been severed and a tentacle demon named Kaiju... Oh, in Kaiju tradition, I don't know if I said that correctly, occasionally emerges from its stub. The demon taking over the body and mind is both source of great power, but is also a great challenge to understand and control. So, see, even that wasn't a great summary. It's like, what the fuck does that all mean? That is a lot to take in. Yeah. Um, so, are you going to read the next two trades? It's very interesting. Because, well, first of all, the art, the art is, is very stunning, good. and the storytelling's really good, and it's a very, very brutal. Um, it looks cute, but it's actually very brutal and um, in an almost an angry book. Like it has, it's vengeful. This book. Oh, yeah, and um, a writer from K- Kotaku called it a gorgeous comic book about racism, war, and slavery. And then um, also as deeply flawed and showing layers of nuanced characterization that you don't often see in comic books. So it's very complicated. It's like the characters are complex. They're not. They don't do things you would think they would do. Like 
they kill people who you would go like, what the fuck? What just happened? Like, who who is this person we're learning about? Who is she for real, you know? Yeah. Uh, but it's won a ton of Eisner Awards over the years. Um, it's won three since 2016. Hugo Awards, British Fantasy Awards. So it's it's really popular and it's a really good... Um, I do recommend it, even though you're going to be like, what the hell am I reading? Yeah. Oh, and then after each... Um, there's all these different races and one of the races is a cat race and they're literally cats with like multiple tails and at the end of each chapter or a book is a cat basically telling you the mythology of what was going on in that last book so you can kind of like that's fun it's like your summary of what the hell is happening because you're like I can't follow (laughs) (laughs) you lost your pillow again I know he hates me oh careful you're caught on a cable All right. I can back. That was close. We almost and... had another, like, screeching crash moment. <laughs> Oops. Um, it's just this house. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, monstrous. Image, go get it. All right. On to some news. Yep. So, um, this week in toxic fandom, Ruby Rose has quit Twitter and disabled comments on her Instagram because- A Batgirl? The, the internet is garbage about her being Batwoman. Oh, yeah, Batwoman. She would be an amazing Batwoman. Yeah, apparently some people are terrible. I don't understand why they would not want her to be. She'd be perfect. I think they were saying that, like, I don't know if it has to do with, like, her race not being right or something, or if everybody's just the fucking worst Um, or something. I don't know. It's it's a very, ugh, very annoying. She's so stunning. Right? God. Um... So yeah, that's frustrating. Yeah, that sucks. Um, I got a few more, a handful of other things. How do you want to do this? Do you want to um, go back and okay, forth? Okay, I'll, I'll do the next one. Go for it. So Elder Scrolls game threatens to ditch PlayStation if Sony won't approve crossplay. So apparently, right now, um, the Elder Scrolls Legendary Legends Legends, sorry, is in a kind of like a verbal battle with PlayStation, saying we need this game to be cross-play or else you're just not going to get it. Um, They're like, all the other systems are cross-play, they're going to get it, but you might not. Well, I know that, yeah, PlayStation's been the one holdout on, like, a lot of cross-play stuff. I know, like, what, if you ever registered or if you ever played your uh, Epic account on Fortnite on PS4, then it never works on the Switch or something like that? Right. Like, there was some cross-play issues where I think they, like, everyone's saying, like, dude, open it up, like, let PS4 play with everybody else. On just, you know, the handful of titles. You have to do it on everything. But, um... Yeah, yeah according to, um... CNET, um... Pete Hines, who is the VP of Bethesda... I've met him. He's a very nice guy. Really? He yeah. sounds great. He yeah, sounds he... like he's going to stick to his guns, too. He he's, says, he's a straight shooter. He's awesome. Yeah. He says this is essentially non-negotiable. So, either it's a yes or a no from PlayStation... And um, his quote is, we can't be talking about one version of Legends where you take your progress with you and another version where you stay within that ecosystem or it's walled off from everything else. That is counter to what the game has been about. That sounds about right. All right, PlayStation, get it together. It'd be really cool if PlayStation sort of opened up that, uh, you know, and started playing with others because I think that'd be good. Play nice with others, PlayStation. Um, yeah. Well, um, so, uh, did you ever pay, play Pokemon? Like, the card game? No. Have you? Okay, so uh, let's play a little game here. Okay. Um, recently at auction, there was an unopened box of the original 1999 Pokemon cards. Like, you know, when you bought, like, a case 
oh, yeah. of packs, yeah, yeah. which I imagine you probably had a few of those in your your time growing up because of who your your dad is just such a collector. I think Travis probably. He was yeah. more Pokemon. I mean, like of other cards, even like you know the cases of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cards. Oh yeah, my dad used to um, own with some other friends a base. Uh, baseball card store oh wow but they had you know they had everything from it was back in like the 90s so we had like the batman series was new oh nice and from the film yeah yeah and um yeah I remember there were train cards for everything at the everything time. well like so this 1999 original pokemon full box of mm-hmm. trading cards do you want to take a guess at uh, how much it sold for at auction Twenty five thousand. Forty thousand. i'm still gesturing upward Two hundred thousand. Okay, down. <laughs> uh, well, one more guess. Uh, so between one hundred and twenty-five thousand. Okay, still too high, but like still fifty-six thousand. Motherfuckers. Isn't Cards aren't crazy? worth that. Crazy. It's just cardboard people. The bidding opened <laughs> at twenty thousand, uh, and it only has thirty-six eleven-card packs. Like that's not. That's that, like nothing. That's not that many cards. What's thirty-six times eleven? Not a lot. Not enough. Yeah. But uh wow, okay. Who right? wanted that? Who bought it? Uh I don't know if it said who it was. It must have been just somebody who wanted it and wasn't ever going to open it. I guess. But yes, $56,000 for an unopened box of Pokémon cards. God, and, I hope we find one of those somewhere. Right? Just like trip and fall and stumble over a box of shit that I can sell for $56,000. Oh my god. That'd be amazing. Um, right? Oh my god. Uh It's like why even open the cards? Right now, I'm just like, shit, should I be buying boxes of shit now and just hanging on to them for 19 years? That's a yeah. long time to store something. But still, like, that's more than a, some bottles of wine, I think, appreciate for. I mean, yeah. Shit. Okay. Uh, now I'm really rethinking my life right now. You're just going to go <laughs> go home and check out the storage yes. facility. God uh, damn it. So, um, also, um, I don't know if there, this detail was out before, but I read an article about it and it made me really excited. Um, so... Prey Mooncrash, the DLC for Prey. Yes, which Steven worked on. Yes. Yes. Um, have you heard about the Typhon Hunter VR edition? Like, I remember seeing a thing about it, but not a lot of details about it. Is that the weapon? No, like, with Mooncrash, um, they're doing a VR mode that's coming later this year. Um, and it's called Typhon Hunter, and it is pretty much like an escape room. Oh, no, I didn't know the that. VR escape room. Oh, that's but- cool. The nice thing is it says that uh, there should be no mimics, so you shouldn't have to worry about mimics jumping out like at you. scaring the shit out so of you. So it's like, it's just puzzle mode. There's no action. There's no horror. It's just a puzzle room. They should have done two versions. They should have enabled it so you could get some scares in there. They might. May, they, they could always enable that later. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I want to play that. but I uh, fucking wouldn't, but I'd, yeah. li- I'd watch you play it. I'd watch <laughs> you play that, Rob. That. Rob, don't I'll make watch me. you. Don't make me. You know who's great at that? John. We'll just watch John Let's do it. Let's watch John do it. Yeah. yeah, that'll be fine. Yeah, piece of cake. Yeah. Um, so Nintendo um, is using copyright to erase video game history. What? Yes. So the war of um, the ROM is going on. Oh, I've heard about that. And the emulators and all that shit happening. And, and so apparently... Nintendo is cracking down on all these people who are selling or um, giving away free ROMs and their old titles, not only just trying to take the titles off those sites, but sh- literally shutting down all these sites. Wow. It's like just after I was mentioning my abandonware. Right. Which... That's why I was, I was like, oh, I have something to mention later. Yeah. So um, 
And a lot of people are saying this is a step in the wrong direction and that after a certain amount of time, it should be public domain anyway Mm. because nobody was playing it. Nobody was touching these games for 20 years. So um, according, it says, it's really a copyright problem. Any sane copyright policy would have allowed most of these games to enter the public domain by now. The games I played in 1984, which then spent decades completely abandoned, should be in the public domain for anyone to make them useful again. And then um, the, this guy who's the founder of the Video Game History Foundation said, I don't think the business I'm in exists without emulation. I think the video game community would have totally moved on if it wasn't for easy access to old games. I don't think that Nintendo's virtual consoles... Um, Wii U, Wii, and 3DS would exist. It proves the market was there, and it's also the reason why Nintendo's even making these mini-systems is because the ROMs are so popular. Yeah. Like, well, or a, they would have never even brought these games back on the market. It's just such a bummer they killed the virtual console uh, for the Switch. Like, it's not coming. And that just sucks, because, like, right. I would happily give them money, but... Yeah, he says the only reason Nintendo is selling the Nintendo Super NES Classic Edition and old games on the Switch in the first place is because of the emulators. Mm. So they're making money off of their own... Yeah, their old legacy titles anyway. Yeah, so that's a bummer. Yeah. But, I mean, I get it. It is their property, but again, it's like a statute of limitations has to happen or something. Yeah. So, yeah. Your well, turn. Um, so Bandai Namco has apparently, uh, there's a website that they've launched that is a teaser for something. We just don't know what. The only word that's on there is Domas, uh, and there's a date. Bandai, it must be Power Rangers. Uh, there's a date of uh, August 30th of 2018, and it, it's the website is just like a, like a webcam of like a foreboding sky and sort of a rundown looking house or apartment building. Um, and so I'm guessing on August 30th, we're going to learn more of what this is. Um, the article that tipped me off to it said that it made me think of, they made them think of Splatterhouse because that's a game that Bandai Namco publishes. Oh, um, I don't know. I'm very curious. Uh, we will. It's pretty creepy looking. Stay tuned and see what that becomes. Looks like it's in LA somewhere. So yeah, I'm really excited about seeing what this could be. Um, anyway, I thought that was a that was a neat little thing. Um, speaking of horror, yes. Um, have you heard about this new trailer for uh, or teaser for the movie The Nun? Um, I've just saw a billboard today. Oh, okay. So people are, but I heard it was a big thing at Comic Con where people were dressing as nuns. Now people are a little upset right now because there's a new ad on YouTube that people are finding to be like offensive. Uh, well, I don't know. If people are like offended. They're saying some people are saying it's like a breach of YouTube's terms almost. Um, I think it's like a, you know, one of those ads you see before you get to the content you were looking at. And the the, con- the ad is actually kind of interesting. Um, I'll have it muted is so it you don't scary? Have to hear it. It is. Oh, um, so it's scaring the shit out of old it's, people? It's scaring people. And the problem is, here, I'll play it for you right now. It's only seven seconds long. Um, it starts with a screen with, like, the volume going up and down where it looks like your phone oh my god where it looks like the phone's volume is going down so of course the first thing people are doing probably is reaching for their volume to turn it up to fight the fact the volume's going down and then it gets in your face and makes a loud screaming noise it's giving old people heart attacks and you just turn the volume up on your phone and so like 
I don't know if it's like the best exploitation of the medium that it's on or if that's just exploitative and terrible. I call it a fucking genius move. And so, yeah, I mean, just, <laughs> the fact that it starts with your the volume of your phone going looking like it's going crazy, someone starts fighting it. And it's like, oh, no, it's not going down. I need to turn it back up. And then you're not thinking about that and at then all. This, and then this thing comes out and just gets you. Oh, my God. Remember all those videos used to be popular? I hated those so much. Where it's like, just stare at this for a few seconds yeah, and, and then, find find the missing apple or whatever. You're yeah. at, and then something just screams at your face. I hate those. I hate those. Those were never That's funny. That's what this is. Yeah, it's exactly one of those. Except it makes you lose focus and focus on something else and fuck with your volume and turn it up to make exactly. it worse. the same thing. You yeah. lose focus on what... Yeah. Anyway, I read about that today, and I was like... Oh, my God. That's so cruel. Luckily, I got to watch it in a controlled environment. If you want to see it out there... Uh, They're going. Did they already take it down? Uh, I don't know. Um. But Google none teaser uh, volume. And um, there's a YouTube video with, like, 69,000 views at this point. It's and that's why I just showed Satine. Um, so, your turn. Um, my last bit of news is not really a news, just an announcement. Um, you can watch some um playthrough of red dead redemption 2 right now it came out last week but we didn't really touch on it because it came out right after our podcast yeah so yeah it looks it looks gorgeous stunning yeah and it looks like they're praying a lot of time because okay so they make the same people makes um grand theft auto and the thing about grand theft auto at least the last time i played five was they didn't put a lot of detail into like fighting sequences like especially like like um punching and physical i feel like the combat in in gta has never really worked but this one looks like it's quite different and they put a lot of influence or not influence but um just like focus thank you i can't even focus (laughs) focus on the fighting in this game which makes it all that more realistic so yeah i'm very excited about that and of course, I know you don't love a good western. Yeah. But I live for a good western. But the only thing I'm really upset about, which is typical of Rockstar games, is it's a male character. You mm. always play a motherfucking male character. Yeah. What about some Annie Oakley? Right? Okay. Yeah. I want to play some Annie Oakley. Sorry, you only got James Marsden. Yeah. I'm so sad. No. Jason Marsden? I want to play... What's his name? Well, not the actor. Who's the Red Dead Redemption character? I don't know, but James Marsden's an actor. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, what's his name? John Marston. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, okay, but why can't it be a woman? Why can't it be the yeah. exact same thing but a woman also? Yeah, no. I don't know, man. So, um, remember Vice City? Yes. I think it was Vice City where I used to do this, or it could have been um, San Andreas. I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure it was Vice City. So I was always mad because I like Grant. Vice City was an amazing game, Grand Theft Auto. But again, you're playing this stupid male, just hitman, and I was like, that's so dumb. So you could go in and put codes in to change your character, and there was this character named Candy who is the stripper at the strip club. <laughs> and she's part of the storyline, but you know, she's the main character in the storyline, but she's not, you know, she's not playable. But you can reskin your main character as her, but every time it's a cutscene, it shows Candy, <laughs> but she has the voice of the actor. That's so amazing. She's like, Trandy. 
Oh. <laughs> and I loved it. <laughs> She's like big titted Trandy. So wow. good. <laughs> you know, the Red Dead footage is looking really good, though. Yeah, that's, it looks uh, amazing. That's come out. Like, yeah, even though I don't get excited about Westerns, but I know I'll buy it. I know I'll play it for at least a few hours. You'll love it. I didn't love the first one, but I need to get back into it. Yeah, as you can see, I pulled it out. It's up on the shelf waiting to be played now because um, it's backward compatible on Xbox. So I need nice. to do that. Yeah, go um, for it. So uh, there's a Dark Souls 3 mod that's coming up for PC called Forces of Annihilation that lets you play as the bosses of Dark Souls 3, which um kind of neat. I think it's cool that's happening. I will never get a chance to do that because I don't play Dark Souls 3 on PC and I don't really mod stuff, but um, I think it's cute that that's happening. However, there's a fun little uh, thing that will pay off on that. Um, so I may not get to do that. However, however, um, also announced at QuakeCon uh, along with the release, or no, that was a different thing. At QuakeCon, mm -hmm. uh, they released f the first gameplay footage of Doom Eternal, the direct sequel to 2016's Doom. Oh yeah, and it looks cool. Uh, so this article from Joystick slash Engadget: the most striking difference between Doom Eternal and past games, you can take control of a demon and sabotage another player's campaign. Oh, shit. Players will even be able to team up as demons to form a slayer hunting party. So um, it's a mechanic similar to one in the Souls games where players can be summoned to another game as a phantom. Though instead of helping them, you'll be working against them in Doom. So you get to sort of play as the enemy to help ruin someone's day in Doom Eternal. I wonder if you can turn that off. Oh, well, you just play off offline. Yeah. You know, unplug your system or but turn off the Wi-Fi. how are you to stream it? Oh, well, that's, that's you problem. You can probably turn it off anyway. I imagine you can turn off random encounters. Yeah. Um, or you could let your PlayStation Plus account lapse. <laughs> All right. Like, I imagine that would probably work. Um, that sounds fine. I, Not for me, though, but it sounds fine sounds very to stressful. ruin other people's campaigns. Right? Sounds very stressful. Just don't ruin mine. Um, so I got two other last little things here. Um, there's more information on the Sonic the Hedgehog movie casting. Okay. From the files of why are they making this? Yeah. Uh, so James Marsden, the actor, I was going to say Shiloh LeBouf, is going to play a cop okay. who's going on a road trip with Sonic, who is voiced by Ben Schwartz, John Ralphio from Parks and Recreation. Okay. Um, and then of course, so he's a cop. No, James Marsden is a cop. So Sonic he's on a road trip with also... Sonic the Hedgehog, voiced by Ben Schwartz. God, this is starting to sound just like Cool World. And the, the bad guy, Dr. Robotnik, or Eggman, they're probably calling him, played by Jim Carrey. Okay. Yeah, I have no idea what this movie is going to be. Is Jim, is, do we know if Robotnik is, or Eggman is animated? Don't know. We have no clue, huh? Mm -mm, no idea. I wonder what kind of style they're going to go for. I imagine it'll probably be like Smurfs. Or something where, like, they were kind of going, like, photo real, you know, fuzzy or something. I don't know. Hedgehogs are really spiky, by the way. Have you ever touched a hedgehog? They're so cute. They're so cute. Have you pet one? No. They're spiky as fuck. Like, I thought it would be, like, like thick, like, fat hair. No, those are fucking, like, spikes. Spines. Yeah, like, they're yeah. unpleasant to touch. I actually got to pet uh, a hedgehog within the last, like, couple of months. Can they shoot the spines? N no, that's not a video game. Well, I don't think they can. No, well, because you know, like a porcupine can. A porcupine. Well, can they actually shoot them, or can they just like sort of like stab you and some just fall out? 
Oh, I thought they could shoot them like a... I don't know. I don't think they have projectiles. Is this an urban legend? I, I don't think they have the ability to shoot projectile needles. I hope that's not the case. Otherwise, like, I've not Can nearly been... Can a poor Q pine kill a human? Bro, it's quills. Yeah, I've never... I Do I have a new reason to be afraid of them? Porcupines have soft hair, but on their backsides and tail is usually mixed up with sharp quills. These quills typically lie flat until a porcupine is threatened, then leap to attention as a pervade persuasive deterrent porcupines cannot shoot them at predators as once thought but the quills do detach easily when touched there you go gotcha yeah so hedgehogs don't have superpowers either they're very cute they don't run super fast not that i don't collect rings it wasn't wearing its running shoes so i don't know for sure so if it loses all its rings it's not going to die yeah okay good so, um, anyway, so that's more info on the Sonic the Hedgehog movie casting. And then my last little bit of news. Um, have you seen the list of new characters coming to Smash Brothers? Um, you, uh, Castlevania? Yeah, there's a bunch. There's King Cruel from uh, Donkey Kong Country. He's the first game's boss. Okay. Um, Dark Samus. Ooh. Chrom. Or Chrome. It's C-H-R-O-M from Fire Emblem. It's like the... F- fifth fire emblem character we've gotten or something like that yeah, or seventh there's so many there's been, of a, them. there's been a ton of them um and then simon and richter, richter. belmont but where's alucard i don't think alucard was in any of the nintendo castlevania games oh he was in the sony one yep gotcha so i mean i of course you know like solid snake wasn't really in any nintendo games until twin snakes happened on uh on gamecube but um interesting but yeah right i'm i'm very uh who would you want to see as a new character on smash brothers they've kind of done almost all of them i'd love to see uh, arthur from ghouls and ghosts they have arthur do they yeah oh shit where have i been all right then i'm pretty sure um then i i might be kind of set like i got bayonetta oh yeah arthur is in there fuck there, there's so many characters in there. I have no idea what to do with all the ones that are already in there. I would want to see... Um, I have no clue. I wouldn't be upset about Gengar. What about Double Dragon? Oh, Bimmy and Jimmy? Yeah. Where are they? Right? Yeah, Bimmy and Jimmy need to show up. Yeah. Um... But yeah, the, like, you know who Gengar is, right? No. Gengar's like one of the evolved... Uh, ghoul or ghost Pokemon. He's adorable. He's like an angry little oh, like, marshmallow. He's cute. Yeah, I think he's adorable. Anyway, I wouldn't mind Gengar. Mostly, yeah, he's cute. Or even like the um, the 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 what's that dick emoticon on your phone? The purple thing. The eggplant. Yeah, the oh, eggplant, the eggplant wizard. wizard from Kid Icarus. Yeah. yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, they could do some stuff. He used to be my favorite bad guy in that Captain oh, N. Oh, Captain N. <laughs> uh-huh. That voice he had was super weird. No, no, no. Mother Brain had the weird voice. Mother Brain it sounded like the plant from um, Little Shop of Horrors. Totally. It's like Audrey too. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. So that's all my news. Uh, that's all my news. So is it time for some crush? Is it time for the crush? Crush. Of the week. Crush. I would crush this can, but there's still soda in it. Oh, yeah. So meaty. God, I miss the soup. <laughs> so meaty. Uh, 
I went first last time, but if you want me to go first, my guess. Ladies first. Oh, thank you. So, this week I am totally crushing on the Shredder. Nice. From Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters. Oh. SNES edition. Was he still voiced by Uncle Phil at the time? He was voiced by Uncle Phil? Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. Uncle Phil is the voice of the Shredder on the TV show. Oh my god. That's amazing. Yeah, you're never going to look at Shredder the same way again. No, but you kind or of Uncle Phil. ruined life for me right I'm now. Sorry. Whatever. The voices are very similar. He did not change his voice much. I have to go back and listen to that, but that makes me unhappy. But that's okay, because I still love Shredder. He had a huge influence on my life. Like, I was literally obsessed with the Shredder when I um, first... Like, I didn't even know who he was when I first saw the toy at Arthur's Toys. I bought him because he had a cape, and he had <laughs> some really cool pectoral muscles. Mm. And I was like, all right, this is a cool He's not toy. messing around. Yeah, I don't even think the cartoon was out at that time. It has was coming mm. out so i was just like put in stock into a toy i had no clue who it was well he's pretty badass looking at a, at a glance he's a pretty good looking villain yeah so um i'm kind of obsessed with shredder and in tournament fighters he has that same color scheme as the original shredder from the original teenage mutant ninja turtle trades mm. which was so dope and also they use the same color scheme for him in the film mm. which is like that kind of like magenta looking costume um so love it live for it and then when he uppercuts you in tournament fighters he has the most amazing ass muscles i have ever seen i expect that on instagram oh you're gonna get it a Good. fuchsia booty is a fuchsia booty all i want <laughs> nice yeah so, um, Shredder, hats off to you, boo. I love you. Oh, did you love the first movie? Um, yeah, I mean, at the time. When uh, was the last time you saw it? Because it been still a long holds time. up. The second one is the one I've actually seen fairly recently. That one's kind of a joke. Well, but like. But I, a good joke. You know, it's like the second one, I think, I, I is my favorite because I think it was just fun. Yeah. The first one's very serious. It's and, serious. And it focuses it's... on my least favorite turtle. Oh, Raphael's my favorite turtle. Oh, Raph's my least. Huh. And so Red's I, my favorite color. That's why I liked him mm, before I even knew who he was. I was like, my favorite of the turtles is Donnie. Oh yeah, my, and but Travis is, I, is Michelangelo. I always, I always, you know, I go for the nerds. Fair enough. So he was my favorite. I love nerds. Yeah, but um, yeah, I love the first film. It's just so good. Rewatch it. Yeah, no, I feel I should give it another go. Um, I yeah, it is very serious. It's about crime. It's about like child um. Uh, using children to do oh, yeah. crime, yeah. crime oh, lord. And... I forgot the foot was like a gang that was recruiting kids and giving them packs of cigarettes. Yeah. It's... Choices of menthol are regular. It's so good. You even know the lines. Oh, yeah. I remember I remember a lot of it. Yeah. And it's quite touching, that movie. Especially, like, there's this bathroom scene. I don't... Or shower... Um, Leonardo gets hurt. Raphael feels like it's his fault. And there's this like come to terms scene in in this house that they have to escape to, where they have to kind of like reconfigure what they're going to do to save Splinter. Mm. And it's like a country house, 
Kind of like what happens in The Avengers. Oh, yeah, when they go to, to April's family or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Casey Jones is there and the whole bit. And there's just, like, this really touching moment with, like, the turtles. And they're like, okay, we have to save, basically, our father. He's in fucking trouble. We got to get our shit together. It's I love in the second one when they get the subway station. Like, I love the new apartment they get. Oh, my God. It's so cool. Yeah, the giant subway station. And also, yeah. like, Toka and Reza are hilarious. Like, is it Travis and I used to always, Dada. yeah, Travis and I always used to like quote elements of that movie to each other at work. It's so good. Yeah. So good. Super Shutter was bomb. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, nice. Well, that's, a, about, that's a good crush. Thank you. How about your crush? My crush is Alfin from Octopath Traveler. He Ooh. is the apothecary. Um, and, uh, so yeah, he's, he's a do-gooder type, um, selfless, sort of a doctor, but I don't think there are doctors in this world. Nope. So he's the closest you got to a doctor. He okay. would stitch you up. Yes, he can. He wouldn't charge you. Okay. Cause he's just a, a swell dude like that. And, um, and also my favorite, uh, his path ability is very cool. Um, because in the game, there's a lot of, um, sort of duality to a lot of the path abilities. So like while you're traveling around, if you're playing as Primrose, the dancer, you can allure people, which means you're just taking them in and joining, they're joining your party. Um, okay. But like it's alluring them. So it's almost like you're seducing them. It's a little sleazy. But you're playing as Ophelia. She is a cleric. She guides you. Like, and that's it. She guides you to join her. Um, and similarly, uh, Cyrus, the scholar, can scrutinize people. And it's a okay. it's a thing where like you have a percentage chance of failure while you try to uh to figure out what they got and you can get information out of them or figure out weaknesses, like you can get some information out of them. Cool. And however, Alfin doesn't have like he doesn't do anything where he, there's a chance he can lose. Instead, his ability is called inquire. And when you select it, like if you are of a certain level, you can inquire, you will get the information. It's a much more friendly sort of question and answer situation instead of like a high scrutiny kind of thing and you can fail it. You know, so I, I like the fact that like, because even if you like between Primrose and Ophelia, Primrose can fail the alluring, but Ophelia cannot fail in guiding. So it's oh. like, it's almost like the light and the dark side of the force kind of thing. And like the more kind of rough version of it, you can fail at. Interesting. While the one that's a little bit more... um uh selfless is something that you can easily achieve and so i think that uh alfin is a cool dude and that he's like selfless living by you know uh a very you know do-gooder mentality and also on top of that you know he's not uh he's not like scrutinizing people he's he's, he's inquiring and I, learning i like that he sounds adorable right he's very nice Speaking of adorable, yes, I just took a screenshot for you of Shutter's butt while he's doing an uppercut. Oh my god! Look that at those is... pectorals. Seriously, his back is fucking ripped, and his butt is like working. He's got like butt pecs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those glutes are juice. That's crazy. Cute. Well, nice. So okay. there you have it. So yeah. where can we follow you? You can follow me at Satine the Dream on Instagram and Twitter, or at Satine on Twitch. And you can follow me at Fast Danger on Twitter or at Mr. Gladstone on Instagram and Twitch. You can follow the podcast at BitDiff Podcast on Instagram, Twitch, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Yeah. 
Uh, or you can send us an email at bitdiffpodcast at gmail.com. We have new episodes every Wednesday. And would you kindly follow, rate, and comment in iTunes and Google Play. We just did that without the paper. We're so good. That was pretty good. Yeah. It only took us 65 times. Yeah, there's a few pauses, but no errors, no which errors. is nice. Yeah, I feel good about this one. I feel good, too. <laughs> Watch, we weren't recording at all. Like, Oh, my God, don't jinx it. It'd be like that one time where we had to re-record because we lost the whole recording. No, it's recording. It's good. We're okay. Rob, I swear to God. Daggers. Daggers coming at I you. swear to God, if you lose this, I'm going to cry. Daggers. What, you don't want to do this again? You don't want to, like, spend another hour and 20 minutes I mean, I'd love me. to, but I have a life to live, and it yep. does not include you. I have Octopath Traveler to play, so uh, get out. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and ciao Bye-bye.